This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So, um, I think my voice is going to sound very different for this episode. I just got cold and I'm still recovering from it. And I think in some way it sort of improves my <laughs> voice also. <laughs> it brings out the sexy voice, right? Yeah, it makes it more <laughs> deep and stuff like that. Anyway, uh talking of cold, right? So, I was thinking um of starting a series uh, of episodes like like a series of things uh, which talks about the ways human species could end as we see today on this earth oh this actually sounds like a perfect topic because we experienced something 3 years back it's been 3 years already so yeah let's see how it goes Welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. We are your hosts Vishnu and Shankar, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the ways human race can end. So to kick this off, I think uh, this is a good time to um, bring in something that can happen naturally. I think recently we started watching this uh, new series on what was it HBO Hotstar? Yeah, HBO Hotstar. Yeah, it's yeah. called The Last of Us and I was not aware that it was a, a video game what like in like back in 2013 14 times. Yeah. Um really awesome series, right? I don't want this episode to be about that series, but I want to talk a little bit about what uh, the core thing that happens in the series which is a pandemic sort of a situation which we went through about 3 years back as you mentioned earlier. and truth be told before it actually happened to all of us uh, around the world i never thought that something at that scale would ever happen to us at least in our lifetime we have heard about um our history with uh, bacterial and viral outbreaks throughout centuries right so i think um uh, in early middle ages it was a plague antonine plague i think was the first ever recorded history of a pandemic which was in 165 ad um caused by outbreak of smallpox which as we know doesn't exist on the surface of earth anymore at or at least that is what we believe because off late nobody is getting infected with smallpox um i think it still exists in one of the laboratories and i heard that few months or like few maybe a year or two back someone got affected by it uh when they were working with it or something but thankfully uh I think it didn't spread. See, this is what I don't understand. If you have finished off a very scary uh, virus or a bacteria, why do you have to store it in a container in some laboratory? I'm not really sure. There are rumors that you know humans are actually making these viruses, right? So yeah, I, I think at at one point of time these might have been part of biological warfare. Also, I remember reading a story back when I was in college. Um, was it by Clive Kessler where uh, there was a story of uh, smallpox um, being used? Was it called the black something? Yeah, black uh, wind. Black wind. Yes. Yeah. So um, the story was about a uh, uh, a ship which a navy navy ship which sank back in World War Two times, and it was carrying a payload of uh, smallpox. Cyanide. Cyanide. They were trying to hmm. spread cyanide through air. So a Japanese ship. Uh, which was carrying this thing thankfully didn't uh, reach it reached the us shores right. and was sunk and they find this out years later mm. and they go back and figure it out oh man okay this is what they were trying to do yeah. so the story follows you know how they come across this thing and how they prevent it from yeah getting out 
at this point of time way in the future yeah and clive cluster his story is interesting thing is he comes as a character in the story yeah yeah he is the one who saves the day i i don't know if that is kind of you know he and uh, his son wrote the story together something yeah, like that yeah, i remember yeah. reading that anyway uh, coming back to our topic right so um, and we know bubonic plague black death which completely ravaged the europe back in medieval times then we had uh, spanish flu which was something in the 20th century killed a large number of people which was a virus outbreak plague was a bacterial uh, infection yeah. and of course uh, you know what is fresh in our memory is of course covid right yeah. that was another that was a pandemic that we have experienced in our life and to be honest that really showed us that uh, our existence on this planet earth is very fragile and it is not like we like to think right are we are going to be here forever it can go off any time and we usually think about extinction in the way like you know meteors are come going to come and hit us or something like that but i think uh, bacteria fung- fungi or like uh, virus possesses more of a threat than all these external factors so basically they are living amongst us but uh, we don't really think about it i was actually really a big fan of this uh, uh, asteroid theory i always thought that if there is an end that's happening it will be because of asteroid i i think it might be influenced by movies like deep impact and armageddon and all that but since covid happened and ever since i've watched this series last of us i think that you know there are even uh, uh, easier ways that we might go out so um why what we want to talk about in this episode is not about the series itself but the science behind it which after uh, watching the series first two episodes i did some digging to understand you know what is the science behind all this and i got a shock of my life when i learned that such sort of fungi which they depict in the series where it affects human beings and it starts taking over their brain and nervous system and make them into these zombies um trying to infect other human beings and then end up in this vegetative state um they look very weird you know they uh, this thing breaks through their brain and all that they become these monsters in real life on earth there are things that similar to this that happens to insects okay okay and there is a fungus that actually affects um some insect species uh, especially carpenter and bullet ants and some species of uh, cicada so these bullet ants get affected by a genus of uh, fungi that is called cordyceps okay. and i think the name of the uh, fungi in this series is also cordyceps it's yeah. the same series okay so before we get deep into this topic uh even though we don't want to talk about the series too much i want to bring it back just uh, for a second because you said that you've just recently got to know about the existence yeah. of a, of this uh, game right right but i remember watching it back in 2013 14 ish around because uh, uh, at that time it was a big deal uh, this on game youtube. was a big deal yeah on youtube by uh, there was there is this guy called rad brad who play uh, you know uh, who plays the game and puts out the gameplay so it was a toss between the send uh, that uh, uh, grand theft auto 5 mm. so both released at the same time and this was a major successful you know uh, game i remember learning little bit about this uh, pandemic side of things where the fungi grows into this thing and all that but it was not really a, you couldn't think about it in a broader perspective where 
you could think that it could actually happen because we didn't have this covid uh, 19 thing happening because back then we were like okay this can they say that this might happen but there was no real proof but now that covid has actually happened right we actually can feel that okay yeah this could actually come across and you know kill all of us i think what makes it more scarier in this time is um, we are a very global society now right it's not like how it was earlier where for one person to travel from one part of the world to the other it used to take months and stuff like that and containing these sort of infection at that point of time was easier compared to how it is now uh, right uh, someone can go from one end of one side of the earth to the other side in like less than maybe a day or so and containing any kind of these outbreak might be a big big challenge that is the thing that scares me the most about these things and just to add on one more thing uh, there was there is a mobile game called i forgot what it's yeah i remember called, you uh, playing that during pandemic, covid times right is it called right? pandemic or or uh, i forgot what it's called so basically <laughs> yeah. you get to infect the world with uh, you know bacteria virus or fungi and uh, i used to play that a lot during covid <laughs> yeah and i always felt that you know even while using fungi uh, infections it would take a longer period of time but it's untraceable and very easy to kill off yes, people yes. so yeah so that is one more thing i want to add on yeah so there are certain aspects that makes uh, this one more deadlier than a virus or uh, bacterial attack right uh, coming back into how it happens in ants right so that will paint a picture of how really close it is to how it is depicted in the series and the games right So there are these species of uh, fungi called cordyceps um they have like 400 different species within themselves and they are what we call this obligate parasite obligate parasite is a sort of parasite which require a host host organism for uh, in order for its growth and multiplication or you know uh, spreading of itself sort of thing so what this particular uh, cordyceps it's called ophiocordyceps unilateralis that is a scientific name unilateral not okay. that <laughs> yeah so that is the one which affects this carpenter and bullet ants so what happens is when one particular and this this is a very sad story for the ant right so whichever ant gets infected with this right this enters the body of the ant and it starts spreading through its b- blood stream and starts multiplying so it will be like a single cell then it starts multiplying as it uh, you know expands through the body then once it uh, starts multiplying it starts penetrating into the muscle tissues right it starts growing so if you have watched the series you will see that there are these growth that happens in this human body and also that kind of thing actually happens and there are a lot of videos on youtube of these ants it's like a time lapse where it you know things start growing out of it and all that looks very scary so it starts uh, penetrating into the mus- muscle tissues and these uh things that form like a ne- skeleton kind of a thing inside it starts transmitting information and kind of forms a secondary nervous system within the ant and you won't believe it it actually starts controlling the mind of the, the ant it kind of isolates the brain that the ant has and this starts acting like the brain giving instructions to the ant you know so in the initial stages um, ant will start having issues with mobility will start shivering and all that kind of it will act very erratic like a zombie itself okay and then the whole point of uh, infecting the host in this case the ant is to make sure that it can spread far enough and spread more of itself right so it will start giving instruction to the ant to start climbing on a plant 
so that it can be higher on the ground where this uh, uh, you know it it is more easier to start spreading the spores in the okay, air okay 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 so spread it starts spread more of surface area yeah so okay. it, this ant will start acting erratic it will mm-hmm. start moving away from its colony it will go on its own it will become like a solo exp, uh, you know explorer kind of a thing but it its mind is not under its control okay right and that is one of the most scariest thing that differentiates uh pathogens like bacteria and virus from fungi fungi has ability to inject chemicals into your body which can control your mind make you hallucinate and see things differently and you know how it relates to human beings hallucinations including lsd which was first synthesized i think back in 1938 sometime um uh, which was a chemical that was derived from a fungi okay and what else magic mushrooms magic mushrooms <laughs> they are also fungi so these two things at, at least you know i have no experience at least people who have tried them they know that they have ability to kind of you know modify what how your mind works make you see different things th- make you see things differently and all those kind of things so this is one of the most scariest thing and this starts driving the ant crazy and it will it has no control over its nervous system it starts climbing this plant and as it reaches a certain height where it is optimal for the fungi to grow and multiply it makes the ant bite into a leaf or a branch hmm. and once it bites it will permanently lock its jaw there so that is called oh. bite of death it anchors yeah. to that so that the ant is going to die in sometimes okay. but this uh, bite will make it stay up in that look that permanent position or hmm. always right so that is the next step once the ant bites bites within some time it dies and over like next a month or so uh this starts developing so the the structures which started forming within its uh, muscles they start breaking the ant's body and coming out of its head and all that kind of stuff okay okay which can which data develops into something that can disperse the spores into the air wow and that is not just the thing and the whole intention is it starts uh, you know um, spreading the spores in the air and there will be ants nearby and they die right the interesting thing is the location that this ant decides to go and clamp itself will most probably be in a trade route of the ants colony so okay. it knows all that okay what uh, surprises me or what i am baffled about is how does this thing called fungi which doesn't have a brain of itself it cannot move how is it controlling how does it know that okay this is the optimal place to go and uh, fix itself absolutely no idea so yeah i think i have a i have two three questions now uh yeah so uh, without the brain i do i have no idea how it controls probably it fi- fits into the ants brain and takes all yes. the information and decides based on what all information it has right and uh, you know like uh, the fungi controlling an ant it it feels like i'm watching spiderman 2 <laughs> yeah. because that's exactly what happens to doc ock right and he goes on a self destruction mode and a third thing okay so this affects you showed me a video yeah. of the same uh, which is very fascinating if you get a chance you should go watch it uh, i don't know it's on national it's geographic here. somewhere yeah. it's on youtube also if you just uh, search youtube cordyceps affecting ants uh-huh. you are in for a horror show there yeah so very fascinating video so it makes me think okay if it can affect ants why is it not affecting humans yeah so 
uh to answer that this is something that i was also thinking right uh to answer that let's go to the first episode of the show and the first scene which is set in somewhere around 1950s or 60s where two scientists are sitting and he is being interviewed they are being interviewed by a television host right so one of the scientists says he is worried about a pandemic occurring sometime in the near future where viruses and bacteria will be a major cause of concern discussion goes on the other guy is silent so the host turns to the other guy and says does this bacteria and virus keep you up at night as well so he says no he says what keeps me up at night is uh, a possibility of a fungal infection which people are not very keen about even i have never thought of fungal infection before we started uh, you know digging into this right he says fungal infection has been seen so this thing that uh, what i just mentioned right cordyceps affecting ants they have been seen in fossils as well which are as old as 48 million years so be 48 million years ago this things has been happening so the question is why did it not evolve itself to um for it to affect a higher form of life like mammals and humans right okay so uh, just to interject yeah. fossils of lower level animals yeah fossils right? of ants, ants basically okay, in the okay, same okay. form okay, right it, with uh, with this fungus growing out of them and all that whatever this horror ju- which i just described hmm. they have been found fossilized as well okay so the question is why does it not happen in humans so there is an op- optimal temperature for uh, fungi to grow and multiply beyond which it cannot survive human beings and mammals are warm blooded animals right so our body temperature is not optimal for them to grow and multiply um there are certain kind of uh, fungi which can affect but these kind of cordyceps kind of uh, fungi they don't generally affect warm blooded animals so so long it has not evolved into a format where it can start affecting humans but he raises another thing within that video so why should we feel threatened now global warming right overall the temperature on the earth is increasing which will help these fungi to evolve in a way that their normal operating temperature and our body temperature might you know just intersect and they'll be able to grow and multiply within human body human or animals or whatever it is that is where the threat comes in right so if they start adapting to this rising temperature due to global warming uh they'll reach a stage where they can comfortably grow and multiply within human body and other mammals right um and imagine the same thing can start happening to us yeah and if you think that that's going to happen way too far in the future there's already a few varieties of fungi which already grow on human body a- example at least at least foot yes that happens because you don't really uh keep your uh, legs and all tidy clean and tidy especially like moist and warm environment imagine you always wear a shoe without changing the socks yes. the sweaty whatever and that so, is a that yeah. is one of the advantage that fungi has also right it is very adaptable to different environments it can be in a dry place warm place wet place and all that and one of the things that makes it different from bacteria is it's very different dif- difficult to identify that it yeah. is a fungal infection uh, you will always end up thinking it is either bacterial or viral you will start treating it it will not go away then you realize that okay there is something else and they have much more resistance against uh, you know whatever existing are existing things like antibiotics are not going to work against it in fact that brings me to a very d- interesting different point antibiotics are manufactured using fungi So penicillin <laughs> is one of the first antibiotics right they it was synthesized using one of the fungi so 
Yeah. We have been using it as medicine for a long time, especially in Chinese medicine, in modern times also, right? So, so far we have been looking at fungi as uh, something that helps us get high and, you know, sometimes something that helps us treat diseases, but it can have its other sides also. Uh, which brings me to another thing that happens to another group of insect. So, you know, the cicada, right? It's like a flying insect, uh, somewhat similar to moth, but not exactly moth. So they generally uh, form a larva under the soil and some of the species, they stay for 13, 17 years okay. before they come out as before a, they hatch. Yeah, come out as uh, uh, fully grown cicadas. So what happens is there is this particular fungi called Mesospora cicadina. So this thing starts affecting them at a larva stage. It grows and starts uh, multiplying itself within its larva body. And when it hatches and comes out, half of its abdomen falls off. And this fungi forms, comes out as a um, growth out of this, um, this thing's half of the body. Like its butt falls off. (laughs) Okay. So that thing survives with half of its body and rest of the body being, uh, you know, replaced by fungus. And it flies around. And it releases a chemical within its body, which is similar to what we um, um, find within these uh, hallucinogens and all that. It releases these chemicals, which cause a very high sex drive uh, within these cicadas. Okay. And their whole intention for life would become just to, you know, mate with other cicadas. So let's say there's a male cicada which gets infected this way. It will start, uh, you know, doing this mating calls, attract all the females. It will start infecting every single one of them. And the same thing happens to them. And interesting thing is, there are certain things that a female cicada does in order to attract a male. Like there is something they do with their wings, wing flick or something like that. These male cicadas who get affected with this fungi, they start imitating the females to attract other males as well. And this all happens because the fungi is controlling this thing. Okay. okay. I have a, I have one major question. So half of its body falls out, yeah. right? So how does it mate? It doesn't mate. It is infertile. It okay. has the feeling that it has to go and mate. Uh-huh. But all it's doing is just spreading Infect. the fo- spores. It's not going to, you know, uh, have an intercourse or whatever. My God, imagine not having your uh, reproductive yes. organ and then having a sex drive. Yes. <laughs> which is insatiable. Oh yes. my God. Okay. So now that it happens there, uh, you know, if you imagine such a, such a situation happening to human beings, it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I don't want to live in such a place. That is what makes this fungal thing very crazy, right? <laughs> See, uh, getting affected by a virus, you have infection, you might cough and die and all that. And we have had that, we have seen that in uh, during the COVID times. We lost some of our loved ones and all that. It was horrible. But this is just next level if it ever happens to humans. Imagine your loved ones turning into something which is similar to a zombie. Yeah, that is what makes that series so uh, deep, right? You're seeing people walk around like zombies and you end up killing them. But knowing the fact that these were your friends, relatives and neighbors with whom you had very close relationship and now their brain is completely out of control. Uh, we don't know whether they are, they can recognize us or not, but we end up in a situation where we have to, you know, kind of kill them and whatnot. Yeah. So we actually were talking about, you know, what if that happens in real life? So uh, I did tell you, you know, if that kind of thing happens, I just want to put a gun to my head yeah. because imagine being infected and 
having your soul inside right and knowing that shit like this is happening mm. but not being able to control it yeah. uh yeah that sounds horrible i'd rather not be alive so so my point with all this is right um most of the times what happens is when we think about these dangers we always think about a time and place where this is very much distant in the future and it happens in some place else right we never think that this can happen to us and covid kind of proved it wrong right and i think it is time that we start taking things seriously especially things like global warming and all that right they have lot of other implication it's not just about ice melting and water level rising these kind of things are dangerous and one other thing about global warming there has been a history where historically we have found pathogens uh, hibernating within polar ice caps recently there was a virus which was found it has been hibernating since 30000 years they brought it back to life they injected an amoeba with it and an amoeba got infected so imagine a day where the polar ice cap melts and all these pathogens come to life and we will be infected with diseases which we have no idea how to what to do about that'll be a fun trip to go on yeah so this is something to think about uh, until we meet next time